ML Nation, episode 126. Welcome to Network Marketing. Uh, if you can handle life, uh, what throws at you, well, good chance uh, you can uh, do something special in this profession. You know, the only way to fail, like I tell people, is, not, is to uh, keep it a secret or quit. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, David Green. David, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely, Simon. Glad to be here. David Green has over 25 years of network marketing experience. It all started out in January of 1990 when he answered an ad in the Sunday edition of the Atlantic Journal-Constitution newspaper. And boy, was he lucky. That ad got him connected and sponsored by the late, great Mark Yarnell. Now, ML Nation, if you've never heard of Mark Yarnell, he's one of the greatest ML leaders of all time and wrote one of the most recommended books on ML Nation. The book is called Your First Year in Network Marketing. David also had a chance to work closely with not just Mark Yarnell, but also other MLM superstars such as Richard Carr, Margie Alaprande, Don Fela, Eric Caparisi, Paul Gravett, and Travis and Summer Flaherty. David specializes in co-market prospecting and is really good at turning strangers into friends and hot prospects in a really quick and timely manner. His skills and consistency has led him to build global organizations, and he's earned over $3.5 million in his network marketing career. So, David, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across that newspaper ad that got you into network marketing. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Simon. And again, thank you for inviting me uh, to uh, MLM Nation. Great to be here. Yeah, back in uh, 1990, uh, short, shortly after my college days in North Carolina, I uh, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and was working a traditional job for a upscale tennis retailer, uh, tennis apparel, tennis equipment, et cetera, et cetera. We had a few locations throughout the southeast uh, in metro Atlanta on the Georgia coast, and um, I believe we also had a location in the Hilton Head, South Carolina. And uh, one Sunday morning, uh, I was uh, just kind of, you know, uh, browsing through the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the classified section, which is pretty much a rare thing these days because very few people read actual newspapers and the classified sections are nothing like they used to be back in the day. And I just kind of stumbled upon an ad uh, with a big, bold headline that said, Are you earning what you're worth? And I kind of whispered to myself, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, yes, I had uh, a great employee di- discount on tennis rackets and tennis apparel and all that uh, unimportant stuff, but uh, I really wasn't earning a lot of money. I mean, the bills were paid, but that was about it. Uh, so I saw this ad with the big headline, Are You Earning What You're Worth? I read the ad. I listened to a 24-hour voicemail recording. Uh, again, I'm kind of dating, uh, dating myself a little bit. I don't think many people use those anymore. And what I heard on the voicemail recording was just, it it grabbed my attention. So I left my name and number, and that was again on a Sunday morning in the winter of 1990. And um, the following day, Monday morning, I received a call from this gentleman, Mark Yarnell. I had no idea who he is, what he was, anything about him. And he called me up. We spoke for a couple minutes on the phone, and he invited me to his 
uh, residence in uh, Buckhead, which is a real nice uh, section of Atlanta, kind of a cultural happening part of uh, Atlanta. And um, w- w- and just to backtrack a little bit, what Mark did, uh, which I later learned, he to get his business off the ground and to meet new people, he would go to places like Charlotte, Atlanta, Dallas, et cetera, et cetera, uh, get a nice condo or apartment, rent it out for three to six months, uh, run ads and other um, uh, media exposure, and meet people one-on-one. So anyway, he called me up. I went down to meet him later that afternoon on that Monday. We spoke for a while. Uh, he kind of painted a picture of what network marketing was all about, and it was an absolute beautiful picture uh, that I still love to this day, obviously. And he popped in a VHS video uh, of the company that he represented. So again, I'm dating myself because obviously VHS videos aren't the hot uh, thing these days. <laughs> and and um, I, I, I just fell in love with it. It just made sense. Uh, there was no negative, um, you know, holding back from me. I was very open-minded. And it just made sense, plain and simple. And uh, I, I, signed per, I signed up that day, got involved that day. Um, and my God, here I am 25 and a half years later, soon to be 26 years. And what a, how fortunate I was to meet Mark uh, Yarnell and have him be the, my first sponsor and have him introduce this business model, this profession to me. Uh, I guess you can say I was fortunate. I was spoiled, you know, pick a word. And, uh, you know, like you said earlier, uh, one of the best ever in this profession, if there was a Mount Rushmore, uh, for the network marketing profession, his his face should be up on the rocks. That's for, that's for sure. And but you had no idea who he was. He was just another no, guy. No, no, I had no idea what network marketing was. I think once on a flight from Newark, New Jersey to Washington D.C. on People's Express Airlines, one of the first airlines to offer deep discount prices, I sat next to a gentleman with a "lose weight now, ask me how" button on his uh, blaze on his blazer on his jacket. Uh, we all know what company that represents, and that's the only time I've ever been mildly exposed to network marketing, and that was maybe three or four years before meeting Mark, and uh, you know, I was still in high school at the time, or maybe freshman in college, and um, but that was my only exposure. I, I never went to any meetings. I had no idea what the business model was, and of course, I never heard of uh, you know Mark Yarnell. And, and your and about his book, um, your first year in network marketing. At that time, you know when when that book came out years later, uh, it, it indeed was uh, the book of all books in this profession. Uh, I must say, and I must add this. Uh, a few years ago, when a couple of his other books uh, were released, uh, he did come out and say, and, and these are for people who have not read your first year of network marketing, you know, go ahead and read it, but do know that Mark said that uh, that book, present day, is grossly outdated because the profession has come such a long way since that book was released. But again, that was um, one of his very first books, and um, along with Power Speaking and a couple others that I can't remember. Um, you know, a- a- again, j- just such a joy. And he he told it like it is. You know, no BS type of guy. You know, just a you know a guy from the heartland of this country. And you know, I from New Jersey growing up. You know, right down the street from New York City. And so it was. You know, we we came from different parts. But um, we got along great, and uh, I was all ears every time he talked. 
Yeah, it's such an incredible story. And MLM Nation, if you didn't know what, just to give you an analogy, it would be like going to the park to play basketball and you don't even recognize that you're playing with Michael Jordan. And then over <laughs> Michael Jordan takes you under his wings and teaching you how to play basketball. I mean, that is, what an amazing story that is. As a former hoopster, I must say that's a great uh, comparison. <laughs> hey, so um, did you have success right away because you're working with Mark? What was like your first six months, the first year like? Oh boy, it was a it was a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, one mistake I did make, and uh, I highly recommend it to people, you know, present day. But I was a little arrogant—not I don't know, arrogant, just a little selfish. Um, I quit my job right away. Uh, I just because I thought I was going to have, you know. I thought I'd be living in a lap of luxury in 30 days or 60 days or whatever. And I, and I did make the mistake and Mark kind of advised me not to, but I did it anyway. Uh, I quit my job at the time and, and went full guns blazing, um, right, right away. If, if I could turn back the clock, I, I would not have quit my job, you know, right away. Eventually, Yes, but not right away. Uh, and I always tell people present day, hey, don't quit your day job. Uh, nobody's going to become a gazillionaire overnight or next week or by the end of the month or anything idiotic like that. Uh, but, you know, what happened, uh, happened. And, and I had some success, you know, up and down, up and down for those first uh, several months. And, um, and then things, about six months into it, um, I you know, just started getting the hang of it. Actually, Mark, Mark left Atlanta, uh, went on to, I forget, if it, was, it was either Dallas or Reno or somewhere. And so I kind of didn't have the, the luxury of having him right there in my backyard for meetings and support and all that jazz. And, uh, but, you know, things started to happen. And uh, after about six months, some, some consistency, uh, I, I spoke with greater confidence. And, um, yeah, you know, so it took me about six months to to really be able to kind of do things on my own without having to uh, have Mark with me, you know, every second of the day type of thing. Yeah, you know, um, you are super consistent, and you know, one of your mottos is "be consistent about being consistent." So, can you share a little bit about your routine that when you first started? Yeah, yeah, and and that line, I, I wish I could take credit for that uh, line, uh, that success quote: "Be consistent about being consistent." But um, I learned that. Uh, by watching many YouTube videos of, again, the late, great Mark Hughes. Not Mark Yarnell, but Mark Hughes, of course. Uh, great set of hair, by the way, for those who have seen Mark Hughes' uh, picture. Uh, and there's a ton of videos um, uh, of him speaking on YouTube. I mean, a ton of them. And so, you know, over the years, I've watched many of them, some of them multiple times. And in one particular one, he's really telling his army of distributors, you know, really what this business is about and how to act and how to, how to attain success. And when he, when I heard this line, be consistent about being consistent, you know, it doesn't sound very fancy or earth shattering, but it means so much because whether you're devoting five to 10 to 15 hours a day or five to 10 to 15 hours a week in your business, make those hours count make those hours matter. Uh, you know, have those, you know, make sure, you know, most of, if not all of those hours are income producing activities, not just watching the company video 25 times a day or rearranging your desk and making sure everything's, you know, organized and all that jazz. We don't get paid for having a neat and organized desk. It's always nice to have that, but um, it's about making those hours count. It's about making those hours matter. Uh, if you're part-time or spare time, you know, pick, pick, pick a term uh, and eventually you want to go, you know, full steam ahead. 
um, you've got to make those limited hours count. Uh, you know, if you're if you're busy or you have a job or two or or, or kids or whatever's going on in your life, but you you know you find those hours because, ladies and gentlemen, those hours are available. Whether you have to uh, reduce watching some of your uh, reality TV shows or whatever else you do in your non-income producing life. Uh, those hours are available. If you want it bad enough, you're going to find those five to seven to 10 to 12 hours a week. So if you're going to devote those hours to your business, to a business, make them count, make them matter. Um, no, obviously know your company lingo and jargon and all that jazz and be a product of the product uh, with whatever company you're with. But also, Learn about this profession. Read the generic books that are out there. Go to the generic events that are out there. Of course, you and I, Simon, we met face to face at the A and M P event um, last late spring um, of this year in Dallas. Um, and so, when you go to events like that, the generic events, and you read a lot of the books and watch some of the old videos um, of, of different companies and different leaders in this profession, that's when you really start to absorb what this business is all about and what you can do with this business and business model in this profession. And uh, I, I still learn, I'm you know, 25, soon to be 26 years in this profession, as I mentioned. I still read all the, the the books that come out. I still mess up every single day. I'm still tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, you know, tr tr trying to improve. And, you know, a lot of musicians try to write that perfect song, you know, 20, 30 years into a career. Well, I'm still having trying to have that perfect, you know, year, that perfect decade and perfect experience. And, you know, you, I, I don't... Um, you know, I, I try not to. I do my very best not to settle for mediocrity and uh, just sit on my laurels and rest on experience. I, I continue uh, to improve and improve and improve, and, and I read and I read and I read and uh, apply apply you know things that I learn from different people, add my own individuality to it, and uh, knock on wood again. If I'm consistent about being consistent with my effort, I know good things are going to happen. And as you know, and I know, and others with experience know in this profession, Simon. Sometimes, you know, you have little, you, you get into funks or you go, you know, you talk to 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 people and you go 0 for 10, 0 for 30, 0 for 40. And, you know, you just suck it up and, and keep moving on. You take a deep breath and get back in the ring, get back on the field. And, hey, the next 10 people that you talk to, two or three or four of them might come on board. And we all know, hey, if you're batting three out of 10, a good chance you're going to be in Cooperstown in Major League Baseball. And if you're batting three out of 10 in network marketing, uh, life is very, very good. <laughs> Definitely. Now, uh, speaking about your 20, almost 26 years of experience, what would you consider to be your worst moment or the toughest time in network marketing where most people have quit, but you kept on going? And because of that, you learned some really valuable lessons. Yeah, you know what? I think it's um, almost a tie uh, between a few different um, things. Uh, one, of course, uh, as, as I mentioned a few moments ago, um, quitting quitting my job right away. Uh, life would have been a little easier those first six months, year, year and a half if I if I had that steady, you know, income from my, you know, traditional employer. Uh, but hey, you know, you, you live and learn. Um, other tough moments for sure, uh, especially in the early days, 
uh, until I learned, you know, uh, until I really learned things, uh, the no shows and, and, and things like that, you know, that you can't control people's activities. And, and of course, no shows, you know, you, you're at the meeting, you know, the, at the, the Tuesday night hotel meeting, for example, and you're expecting three to five people to show up and none of them do. And that happens over and over and over again. And, you know, you get down and out and, you know, hit hit the hit the uh, lobby bar <laughs> uh, before you uh, before you call it a night and you know drink all your sorrows away. But you know things like that are are, t- are tough to handle in the early days when people don't show up either to a hotel meeting or even a webinar or a conference call. You know whatever or a hangout, whatever is you know all the modern day um, ways of meeting people with high tech. But I mean, there, of course, there's still wonderful hotel meetings going on and in home meetings. Uh, I even had an experience. Um, where I talked to a prospect on the phone. We had a great conversation. We had a hotel meeting later that night or the following day, and I was going to, their car was in the shop or something like that. I was going to pick them up at their house and drive them to the hotel, which was about maybe two to three miles away. I get into their drive, I pull into their driveway. The light was on in the kitchen area. I see them from my car. I see the person <laughs> from my car. I get out of the car. By the time I pick my head up again and, and start walking towards the house, the light is off. I get to the door. I knock. I ring the bell. Nothing. No answer. No nothing. And I'm just thinking, what the blank? And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I just, you know, w- welcome to the human race. Uh, you know, we, we are in the people business, as everybody knows. And, um, you know, some people disappoint. Uh, and even to this day, Simon, there are days uh, that I stand in front of the mirror and say, hey, and practice the line, welcome to Walmart. Would you like a cart? Because when you deal with people, especially in this profession, and people disappoint or they don't show up or whatever the situation is, you know, for a few minutes, you think, God, maybe I should just go get a job and not have to deal with this stuff anymore. And then, of course, you know, 30 seconds later, I slap myself upside the head and say, hey, snap out of it. You know, you've been doing this for a long time. You, you know what the, the deal is. So that's, um, you know, some of those moments, um, you know, really could, could, could knock you out, it, you know, because people don't like rejection. People don't like those type of experiences. And we're all, we are all taught, you know, don't take rejection personally. Well, of course, sometimes easier said than done. And in addition to those worst moments, there was a very funny moment that I would love to uh, add to this. Um, in between my first and second company, I guess you can say I was kind of in looking mode. Again, I was living in Atlanta a few years, you know, into my first company, and things were going come see, come saw. Uh, there was some media exposure um, with that first company, you know, 2020 Barbara Walters special that kind of dampened things a little bit, and, you know, checks took a hit. Uh, so some contacts of mine uh, up the road in Greenville, South Carolina, who I met through Mark, uh, they were already on to a different venture. And there were two hours up the, you know, Interstate 85 in Greenville, South Carolina. They said, hey, David, come on up. We want to show you something. We'll buy you lunch. And, you know, of course, I'm not one to ever pass up a free meal. <laughs> so uh, so um, my uh, then-girlfriend and I got in, the, uh, got in the car, drove to the fancy-schmancy restaurant known as Shoney's. For those of you who know Shoney's, we, I mean, you know I'm being facetious because it's not fancy-schmancy. It makes Denny's look like uh, Le Cirque in New York. Uh, um, and <laughs> I love we, your analogies, by the way. <laughs> Denny's. Thank you, thank you. Um, 
so we we get we walk inside. I'm, I'm, the place is packed. Uh, you know, twelve o'clock on a on a Saturday afternoon, and um, I see the guys that I know at a at a booth in the corner, and they're playing tug of war. Now, what are they playing tug of war with in the corner booth at Denny's? No, ladies and gentlemen, not a rope, but no run pantyhose. Wow, that was the gimmicky product that they invited me two hours up the road to check out. <laughs> and when my girlfriend and I were walking towards the booth, she kind of looked at me like, what are we doing here? I mean, it, it just, it, it was like, it was like a scene from either the twilight zone or some other bad movie. And we're just, you know, we get to the booth and they're talking about no run pantyhose and no, it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to be a product of the product, at least not this lifetime. I'm not going to be wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it was just an experience and a very, you know, looking back on a lot of the, the old war stories, I can tell that was definitely a very funny moment uh, so over these last there? many you, years. What happened there? You, did you sit there and get your free meal or you just um, Actually, you know, because it was such a long drive, you bet. I, I did take advantage <laughs> of the free meal. I did not get involved in no-run pantyhose. Uh, they just didn't match my skin tone. That's the only reason I'm just joking. And, um, and, you know, and I said, hey, guys, good luck, but I don't think this is for me. And, you know, I think within six to nine months, uh, those – no run pantyhose started to run, and they ran in the wrong direction, and those guys went on to something else. I'm sure. Yeah, amazing story. It's just I love talking <laughs> to people like you with so much experience. I've seen you know seen it all. So, what makes you keep going back to the profession? You have like these crazy stories, right? Like, what yeah. makes you keep staying in? Because I know you're actively building. You're very excited for the future. What keeps you in this? You know what? Once you, great question uh, that. And my answer, uh, which has really always been, once you have success in network marketing, you, you, you know, it, it, it's in you. You, you can't escape. Uh, it's almost like my old friends back in New Jersey called the mob. <laughs> no, just joking. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> once you're in, there's no way out, um, you know, unless you end up with a pair of concrete shoes at the bottom of the Hudson. Um, you're, you're, you know, it, it, it just becomes part of you. And you know the line, you know, getting into network marketing, that's easy. But once network marketing gets into you, you become unstoppable. Well, once you have success to any degree, you know, not just a gazillion dollars a month, but, you know, a, a nice size income and, you know, life is good and you experience a, a vacation or this or that and, and life is easier and you're just in, you know, things are good, you, you can't get out. And, you know, people of, you know, uh, and you and me and many other people I'm sure listening, you know, they, oh, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm, if this doesn't work, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm just, I've just had it. I've had it dealing with people. I'm just going to go get a job. You just can't. This profession, when it's done right and when things are working and this profession has come a long way and I think it's better than ever and it's just going to get better and better in the, the months and years ahead. Um, you you just can't you can't get out of it. So once you have success, you're you're pretty much locked in. And you know, at least in my opinion, I don't know of many people who've ever gotten totally out who have, who have had success. A lot of people have quit too early. Uh, you know, right you know right when they're on the the one yard line, about to finally score after months and months or years and years of trial and error, and and they quit too soon or they wave the white flag too soon. And it's a shame because so many people. You know, and and it's this is not a business for everybody, and I've never liked that. I know anybody can do it. No, they can't. 
Not everybody can be a great tennis player or a violin player or a wonderful accountant. Uh, well, not everybody can be a great network marketer if they have that drive, of course, and they're willing to be teachable and coachable and you know, apply what they learn and mess up a million times and over and over and over again and be consistent about being consistent. Um, you know, then it can happen. Um, so it's, it, it's all up to the individual if he or she wants to attain success and they're willing to uh, – deal with the ups and downs and you know this business in my opinion really resembles the game of life you know life is nothing but a uh, a series of ups and downs and good times and tough times and you know what welcome to network marketing uh if you can handle life uh, what throws at you well good chance uh you can uh, do something special in this profession and uh hey you know the only way to fail like i tell people is not is to uh, keep it a secret or quit now, you mentioned that you've seen a lot of changes in, a, in the last two decades. What excites you most about network marketing? I mean, uh, actually, there's a couple of sub-questions behind that. Number one is, do you see that people are more open to it? And number two is, um, how have you seen it changed? Like, is it attracting better people? Is it, easier to, is it easier to sign up people now than before? Well, easier to sign up people, that's still, you know, the hardest thing is still for them to get that credit card out. I don't care if you're an online whiz or offline whiz or, you know, the best speaker in the history of the world. You know, getting people to whip out that uh, MasterCard, Visa, or American Express, or Discover, I guess a few companies take Discover card, uh, that's still the toughest uh, thing to happen. You know, you can have, a, even to this day, I have amazing, I mean amazing initial conversations with prospects, either in person or on the phone, like we've known each other for 20 or 30 years and we're old chums. And you know what? That's, that ends up being the first and last conversation I ever have. Well, again, welcome to the human race. But like, like you just touched on as part of that question, the quality of the individual. You know, back in the day, I have brought on, I used to bring in 10 people a month, 15 people a month. I think my record ever is 17 people in one month. But of course, there's not enough hours in the, in the day or week to work with all 17. And obviously, some of those people are going to be filtered out. Well, over the last 10, 15 years, I've become very selective in who I work with. Just because somebody has a valid credit card and they can fog a mirror does not qualify them anymore to be a part of my business. Uh, I, I want people to have some drive, and I ask a lot of questions that I didn't do in the early days because I try to filter people out uh, as best as I can. Well, might as well filter them out in the beginning than six, month or two, you know, six months or two years into it. Um, but the quality of the individuals getting into network marketing, I think, over the last few years, has been the best it's ever been, and it's going to continue to be that way. Main reason, the economy. Um, and, you know, people are are looking for a better way to quote uh, Eric Worre, of course. And, you know, we hear a lot about the young, the young guns and the, the generation Ys in this profession, you know, college kids and the 20-somethings, and that's great. Um, I used to be a 20-something. Uh, I'm now 47, soon to be 48 in March. And, um, but I really focus, you know, and, and if I come across a sharp 25-year-old, of course, I'm not going to turn my back to that person. But, you know, I just don't bump into many of them in, in a day-to-day, you know, in my day-to-day activities. However... I like to focus on the people who are being ignored by corporate America, the 40-somethings, the 50-somethings, the 60-somethings, you know, maybe even on up, because corporate America, as we all know, is looking for younger and cheaper. And these are the people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who still have a lot left in the tank. 
they still they're, they're facing retirement or they're about to face retirement, you know, um, right around the bend. And they these people don't like to go on a job interview, uh, sitting across a desk from somebody twenty or thirty years younger who do not want to hire the more experienced person because they're afraid the more experienced person in six months or a year and a half is going to have their name on the marquee on the building across the street. And so these are the people who are being ignored by corporate America. Those are the people that I'm mainly focused on and and, and finding and asking questions and looking for, um, again, in my day-to-day activities. Going back to your journey what would you say was the major aha moment where you kind of got it was it some skill you learned or like a mindset shift that after that you really had a lot of success i think it was just a cum um a cumulative effect i think it was just confidence you know when i when i get in conversations with, with people on the phone or in person and after the conversation concludes i kind of talk to myself a little bit <laughs> all the voices in my head and i just hey you know hey great job you you know and i'm saying this to myself great job that went great you asked the right questions that person opened up to you and and i've done prospecting calls where i've you know had people listening in all the time whether one person or 20 or 30 people listening in and they listen to me doing live calls and things like that to prospects and you know so over the you know i've had many aha moments over the years um and uh, one time i was you know years and years ago uh, i was on a plane ride somewhere and uh sat next to a gentleman and you know he asked me what i did and blah blah you know we got into the traditional conversation and i showed him you know my company and a little bit on network marketing and uh long story short he ended up coming on board and he had a contact in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, some late a neighbor of his who just moved there. She came on board. You know, I, I he got me on the phone with her a few days after you know we met. Long story short, soon after I'm on the next you know uh, plane to San Juan, and she's got three or four hundred people, uh, you know, down there at a at a hotel get together right outside of San Juan. And something like that's an aha moment where, where you least expect it. You're just sitting there, you talk to somebody, simple conversation, and you never know where it's going to lead. So that's why I always tell people, hey, have your eyes and ears open from when opportunity comes knocking. Uh, and, and that's a great aha moment. And, and maybe, I don't even know if this would be an aha moment, uh, per se in, in that realm, but an aha moment when I knew that this profession was the best darn profession around. Uh, 2012, um, well, prior to 2012, my, my, my father's health started to, to dwindle down, and um, he ended up passing away in uh, April of 2012. And during that time, while his health was decreasing, um, you know, for so many years, Simon, this business for me was about, you know, the fun and games and the big and the money and the trips and the, all, the, all the toys and all the, you know, bells and whistles. Well, when life throws curveballs at you, and we're all going to get those curveballs if we haven't gotten a few tossed our way already, when my dad's health started to decline and decline and decline, this is when the this business, this profession, showed, showed how beautiful it was because I was able to be there for my dad, for my mom, uh, at, the, at his home, at doctor's offices, at the hospital, et cetera, et cetera. 
And I never, ever had to ask a boss for time off. I never had to ask permission for time off or anything like that whatsoever. And my team at the time, uh, you know, led by, you know, uh, Travis and Summer Flaherty at the, you know, at the time, and I know you've recently interviewed them and, you know, magnificent people. My team stepped up to the plate and I didn't lose any income during that time where I needed to be with my dad. And so long story short, that's, I guess you can say that was another aha moment that I was in the right profession after all these years. That's when it really counted uh, for those moments. And, you know, so, um, you know, so it was a combination of aha moments, but that one of course uh, was the most meaningful because I, I could be where I needed to be when I needed to be without asking for permission. What would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing, David? Ooh, um, I think, again, I guess um, a couple different things uh, would be the best way to answer that. Um, uh, you know, purchasing a home cash uh was pretty cool very cool, very <laughs> uh, you know, cool. that that was fine and dandy um i fit you know and, and you know cars and you know homes and stuff like that uh and i think the proudest moment i think was again a cumulative effect of my confidence um it you know it's it, um you know, talking to people and helping people and um, seeing people that I brought on board to businesses over the years, you know, thrive, you know, whether they got to a gazillion dollars a month or whatever, maybe some did, maybe some didn't, but they always grew as a person. And, you know, I've always tried to, you know, whatever reputation I have after, you know, 25.99 years in this business, it's that I'm there for people and that I, that I, you know, I'm one of the few people who actually returns phone calls and uh, I'm going to be there to help you out. And, you know, three of the best words I, I learned in this business that you can tell people in your, on, in your organization, whether you brought them on board or not, and I learned this from Mark Yarnell, those three words, Simon, are you call me. If you call me, I'll be there morning, noon, and night for you. If you don't call me, um, how am I going to know you need help? And of course, I'll, I'll hold everybody's hand for the first few weeks of their business, make sure they get their initial package and make sure they know the schedule of the calls and the webinars and all that jazz. And then I kind of slowly let go. And, you know, some people are either going to, they're going to sink or they're going to swim. And some people are going to go do the business on their own and never call me again. And you know what? Hey, that's okay. I'm still going to earn money on their rear end uh, if, if they succeed. And, you know, uh, there's no laws. I'm not their boss or anything. They don't have to call me. And then at the same time, there are those people who are going to continue to call me five times a day or five times a week with a question, with a, with a prospect, three-way call, whatever, whatever. And those are the people, I don't care if it's one person or three people or more, those are the people that I'm going to spend my time with. So my proud moments are when I see people, when I see them grow, when I see their confidence grows, obviously when I see their business grows too, um, you know, so it's a combination, you know, I guess the best way to answer that proud moment question is I, I've had, I've had uh, quite a few of them over the years and, you know, they include all, you know, all that I mentioned. You're very good at training people and you, I mean, yourself first, first of all, very good at co-market recruiting and right? you talked about that and also yeah. teaching people how to do that. Can you give like maybe two or three quick tips, how you can turn someone like co-market into feeling like you're one of the best buddies and then they become a prospect? Well, um, 
kind of goes back to Yarnell. Um, you know, he, I, he ran, you know, for example, he ran an ad. I responded to it. Uh, I called him up. Uh, he asked me a few questions on the phone, you know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. We met in person and, you know, we all know the rest of the story now. Uh, and, you know, one of the ways I build this business, and, and, and let me also admit, uh, let me also add this. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing will replace warm market. One's contacts, one's Rolodex, whatever. That still is the best, most effective way to build the business. However, once that Rolodex starts to get near the, uh, you know, the letter Z <laughs> or whatever, uh, you know, there's other people. How do you find the rest of, you know, how do you contact the, you know, the rest of the population on planet Earth? Well, you know, one of the ways for many years has been free or low cost ads or whatever, or drop cards. Mark, Mark was very big into that, you know, little business cards with advertisements on them, you know, short and sweet type of things. And so when somebody responds to an ad of mine, uh, you know, years ago in the, on, in the, in the newspaper, or you know, present day on Craigslist or something like that. I always ask for a resume or a bio, uh, and not that it's a job or anything like that. And and in my ad, I am very upfront, letting people know, hey, if, if you have a job or wage, a salary or wage mentality, this may not be for you. Uh, this is an entrepreneurial endeavor. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so I try to filter out as best as I can, uh, but I also want them to include a resume or a bio, not really for their sake, but for my sake. I want to find out who the heck I'm talking to first. Uh, I want to see what kind of track record they have. And when I call them up, if you responded to the ad, Simon, and you sent me your resume and I saw that you went to a college, for example, that I was familiar with, or you coached youth basketball, which is something that I've done off and on over the years, you know, things like that, or you lived in a city where I'm familiar with or vacationed once upon a time. When I call you up on the phone, after I go over your bio, go over your resume for a few minutes, that's going to help me build rapport because I'm going to call you up and say, hey, Simon, uh, David Green here. The, the reason why I'm calling uh, within the last few hours, you responded to the ad with the headline, blah, 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 blah. Am I getting you at a good time? I always ask that question, by the way, because if they're cooking dinner or they're having a tough day or whatever, I don't want to you know, infiltrate. Um, but if I'm calling you at a good time and uh, you know, I, I, I ask questions, and a lot of, and some of this I actually learned recently from uh, Lisa Grossman. Uh, you know, the queen of this profession, as uh, she is often referred to. And I ask some really simple questions, but questions. You know, I want to find out what's motivating you, Simon. For example, why are you? You know, what's motivating you to look in the ad, Simon? What What's missing from your life? I want to find out. You know, why you're even looking to begin with. Uh, and I also stress again, are you looking for an are you looking Simon for a traditional job? Uh, well, okay. Obviously Simon, you're looking for a, a new chapter in your life. Are you looking for a traditional job or more of an entrepreneurial endeavor? Again, I want to focus on that, letting you know that, Hey, this is not a, a salary gig or a wage opportunity or anything like that, that it is a, uh, a business of your own where you're, you know, not, not by your, you know, it's a business where you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself to use an old rehashed uh, line over the years. And then I also ask, and I learned again, giving Lisa credit for this one. I have, uh, my last question is, okay, Simon, um, as you look into your crystal ball, these next three to five to seven years, what do you want in life? In addition to better versions of things than you already have, what do you want in life? in addition to better versions of things than you already have. I want to hear this person's why, their W-H-Y, what makes them roll out of bed every morning. 
So I try to ask those questions and build some rapport. Now, again, I'll say, you know, maybe before I even ask those questions, I'll say, oh, do you still coach youth basketball, Simon? Because I've coached it. Or, hey, you live in Naples, Florida? Well, I used to vacation next door in Marco Island, you know, once upon a time when I lived back on the East Coast or, you know, something like that. Or, hey, you went to the University of Kentucky, you know, or what do you, you know, what do you think about the uh, upcoming basketball season or, you know, whatever, whatever. I try to build some rapport. And, you know, preferably a little comic relief, a little laughter always helps the situation. And um, I've gotten very good at that, you know, I must say, <laughs> uh, over the years and building that rapport fast with people. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they're going to sign up and whip out their American Express card and buy the, you know, the, 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 the 10-star Battleship Commander package or whatever. Um, <laughs> but you've you, you got to start somewhere. And for so many years, you know, you always heard – the line, well, the fortune's in the follow-up. Yeah, you know what? There's some validity to that. But I think as important as that, I think the fortune is in the initial contact, whether in person or on the phone, because if the initial contact is lousy, you can say bye-bye to the fortune in the follow-up because there is no follow-up. There is no second conversation in person or on the phone. So I think it's a... You know, I, I think uh, the follow-up is great, but that initial contact is obviously is still uh, a number one, again, in my opinion. Um, but it, so, yeah, I really try to build rapport as fast as possible, again, in person or on the phone. And, uh, you know, not that we have to become bosom buddies right away and, you know, giggles and laughs and go get a beer, but I, I try to lighten the mood. And, you know, and, and another thing that's so important, uh, again, in person or on the phone, you can't you know, regardless of the prospect, you can't get emotionally attached to a prospect and the outcome, because if you do, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And if your hair's not gray already, it soon will be. And if your hair's not thinning, it soon will be. Because if you get emotionally tied to prospects and like, oh man, if they come on board, they're going to take me to the promised land. It's going to drive you crazy. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, it is so important to have your funnel full, your funnel full of prospects. Because if you're only dealing with one prospect, at a, at a, you know, I don't care if you're part-time, full-time, or somewhere in between. If you're dealing with one prospect and that prospect ends up saying, no, thank you. I'm out of here. I'm not going to be working with you. No, no way. That's going to affect you a great deal more than it should because you're going to be upset. You're going to say a few bad words. You're going to kick the wall. And if that happens another three or four times in a row, there's no telling what's going to happen. You might just wave the white flag and adios and quit. However, if you have seven or 10 or 12 or 15 people, prospects in that funnel, and one person says no, yeah, you're still going to say blankety blank and darn, darn, darn and kick the wall. But 20 seconds later, you're going to take a deep breath and say, okay, so-and-so is not going to join me. I've got 10 other people who are still in the game who, who I'm going to call right now or, or you know, follow up when needed. So that's why it's so important. Don't get emotionally attached to prospects and keep that funnel as full as humanly possible, regardless of your level of commitment. Super valuable advice, ML Nation. Make sure you go back and just hit the rewind button for five, the last five, seven minutes and go back and listen to what David just shared. And uh, I can vouch for one thing. David is definitely keeps it fun. It's probably one of the funniest interviews we've ever had done here. So you definitely, I love your sense of humor, David. 
Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to perform at MLM Nation. <laughs> hey, you know, we got to wrap up the show, okay? We, we are like over on time, but some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? So you can, yes. you can give them quick answers. Uh, number one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Uh, hey, we mentioned it a few times during this interview. Be consistent about being consistent. Um, I, I just love it because it's, uh, it keeps me making it, 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 it gets if I'm off track, you know, be consistent. You know, I don't want to be consistent about watching reality television. I want to be consistent about doing business. And so I really love that. Be consistent about being consistent. And uh, yeah, I just love that one. So that, that's where my allegiance is. Do you have a specific routine or a habit that's helped you become successful? Um, not that I can think of one specific one. I, I, you know, I maybe it goes back to the building rapport with people and 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 asking questions and not treating people like a number and and really getting to know somebody and uh, finding out what's motivating them and find out what they want to in their lives and to see if they're ready to permanently upgrade their lives and lifestyle. So I guess my habit is just really building relationships with people and, and breaking that ice as quickly as possible. What's the best advice you ever received? Um, wow. I've, I've received so much over the years. Um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, everything. And, and if, again, I, I mentioned some of this during, during this interview, um, be selective, uh, just don't sponsor somebody, uh, because they have a valid credit card. That's, that's not reason to, you know, you're not in this business, ladies and gentlemen, to, to get somebody to place a one-time order and out they go. That that's not what this is, business is all about. Uh, and also, you know, when you sign somebody up, and I guess this is a device that either I, either I learned on my own or received from somebody I can't remember. Um, when you sign somebody up into this business, that is not closing the deal. When you, know, when you sell a car to somebody or when you sell a home or a building to somebody, that, that's closing the deal when you, when you make that sale. But here, when I, if I sponsored you, Simon, and you came in with the $500 package or whatever, no, ladies and gentlemen, that is not closing the deal. I didn't close the deal. That's when it begins. That's when the game begins. That's when the thing, everything begins because I'm not in this for a one-time purchase to get out of a, a prospect. I want to be in business with Simon a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, and beyond. That's my goal. So when somebody comes on board, have the right mentality uh, you know, and, and not the wrong mentality. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So say someone's interested in the business, do you sit down with them and use a flip chart, like an old school flip chart? Do you use a magazine? Or do you send like a link to an online video, a webinar? Um, great question. You know, depending whether they're in person or on the phone, I do like to show, you know, before I show any company info, I like to show generic information on network marketing, the possibilities and so forth. Uh, and, you know, uh, the the, uh, the rise of the entrepreneur uh, documentary that Eric Warwick came out with uh, earlier this year, uh, both an online version as well as a hard copy DVD. I think it's uh, magnificent. Um, you know, some people find it to be a little too long. You know, 52 minutes. But hey, if you can't take 52 minutes out of your life to change your life for the better, you might not be worth bringing on board as a business partner anyway. So I always like to. I guess you could say it's part of the qualifying process, the filtering process, show people what network marketing is, and then 
present whatever company you are with. Do you have a favorite online resource like a uh, like an Evernote or Dropbox or like a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I really don't. Sorry, <laughs> just, just being honest. I'm I'm uh, I'm so not, I'm catching up to the rest of the world on that stuff. Uh, I just perfected the legal pad a few years ago, man. So I'm catching <laughs> yeah, up. legal pad, pen and paper. There you go. Yeah, the, and by the way, it's the yellow legal pad, not the white one. Yellow one. Okay, got it. Uh, what's one besides from Mark Yornell's book we talked about? What's one book yeah. you could recommend to ML Nation? Well, um, Eric Worre's GoPro, obviously, that's a popular one. Uh, I know Brian Carruthers has the Building the, uh, an Empire book. I also know John Haremza uh, is coming out with a brand new book. I think it'll be out in about two weeks. And also, uh, and, and back to Yarnell, just to give uh, the, the man some extra props because I can't give him enough. Um, he, he's got a, if you can find it on Amazon or somewhere, do a search, ladies and gentlemen. He came out with a three volume book audio series called the Holy Grail of Network Marketing, Volume 1, 2, and 3. I think Volume 2 is the best out of the three because it actually gives you techniques, not just you know positive attitude and all that stuff, which is great, but that's a given. I mean, my God, if, if you don't have a positive attitude by now, you, you shouldn't be you know, invited to the network marketing party. But he actually goes over techniques and ways, you know, easy to execute ways to find people and to meet people and generate prospects and get that funnel full. So the Holy Grail of Network Marketing, Volume 1, 2, and 3. Volume 2 is the best, in my opinion. And, of course, uh, Eric Worre's GoPro book is Dynamite. And ML Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, David, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Uh-oh, drum roll. Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the train that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and give me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the train, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here are some of the things you'll learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, 
the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script. Why it's a six-figure clothes? Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure clothes. And he joined. And now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure clothes on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know MLM Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million dollar MLM business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So I look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, but yet all your current knowledge and skills and wisdom for the past 26 years. What's the first thing you would do or first place you would go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Um, great question. I knew it was coming, <laughs> uh, and I'd have to go back to some old-school techniques uh, because, you know, old-school is never going to go out of style in this profession. No matter, I don't care how high-tech we get, old-school is never going to go out of uh, style. Uh, I would, if I was in, uh, you know, XYZ city and I knew nobody, I'd start doing some ads. I'd start, do, you know, I don't care if I have to wear, a sh- you know, a button or a shirt, I'd do the drop cards. Uh, which are again the little cards that with with an advertisement on them and place them in as many places as humanly possible, uh, and I would you know use my people skills and talk to people and say hi and smile and things like that and you know maybe have about two or three or four things churning immediately to generate new people to talk to, and start working the numbers. Uh, but that's why it's so important to have some skills. You know if uh, this situation ever to come you know came up and. Uh, you know, we were we, we were forced to start all, all over knowing nobody at all. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Absolutely. Um, my advice for everybody, regardless of the company, regardless of whether you're in this business to supplement your income or to take it to the moon and beyond, just stick with it. Yes, that sounds very general. But just stick with it. You're, you're listening to somebody who's been in this profession since the Bush 41 administration. We're talking a long time. And there's people in this profession who have been in way longer than that, I can assure you. And many times over the years, I've almost quit. I've quit a hundred times or a thousand times in my mind, but I've ne- I never have. And thank God I haven't. Uh, so don't give in. Days are Not every day is the 4th of July with fireworks galore. There's going to be ups and downs, as we all know. But just stick with it. Don't wave the white flag. Don't surrender. And learn this business. Yes, learn the company. Don't get too tied up on products or compensation plans. That's what websites and company information is for. Understand network marketing. Understand the business model. Understand people. Ask questions. Talk to people. Smile. And uh, good things will come your way. Uh, And the best way to contact me, uh, my home office. Uh, here in Orange County, California. Uh, my home office number, 
4059. That's 949 680 And uh, if you get my voicemail, leave a message. I do return phone calls. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with David Green. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in David at the search bar. The show notes will pop right up. His last name is Green, G-R-E-E-N-E. And all the great info, the nuggets of wisdom, the books that we talk, he, David talked about will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Dave... Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks again, Dave, and God bless you. Simon, uh, the feeling is mutual. God bless you, and thank you again for inviting me uh, to MLM Nation. ML Nation, a super awesome show by David Green. You know, I love talking to these you know, old-school people. I mean, he couldn't even recommend an online resource, an app. He just used yellow pad, yellow legal pad and paper, but just a wealth of info. And, you know, we could have gone on and on. He's just so fun to talk to. But I want to keep it short here to recap review. Uh, first of all, go to mlnation.net, connect with him, call him. He actually returns phone calls. So how cool is that? You're not going to get an email or Facebook. He'll actually call you. Go to mlnation.net, type in David Green, last name's G-R-E-E-N-E with an E, and the search uh, show notes will pop right up. His contact info will be there. Um, you know, I just love the fact that he talked about once you're in network marketing, you experience it, you can never get out. You know, that's what he keeps in there. And that's why I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing uh, in this prof- awesome profession. I just love it. And it's not just the money and the lifestyle and the experience success, but the friendships and relationships you develop. It really, really is cool. Another thing that David talked about is the ups and downs, right? If you can handle – network marketing would teach you how to handle life, and I'll definitely share that with you. I, now I look back, gosh, my life was so easy, and I used to handle – I don't even know how to handle problems. I used to be complaining and blaming. But network marketing would teach you the mindset, not just to make money in this business, but the skill set, the mindset, you could take them and apply to your personal life as well. Uh, other lesson he talked about is going full-time too soon. If you think about going full-time, definitely go back and listen to that. You know, David has worked with one of the best of the best in the industry. Mark Yornell, like I say, he was really like, kind of like the Michael Jordan of network marketing in the day, and he didn't even know about that. He's got coached and mentored by him. So awesome show. I'm going to go on and on. It's just so cool. Even check out, you know, uh, I talked about the five, seven minutes. We talked about co-market, how to approach them. Go, go back, rewind it. This is an episode you want to listen over and over and over again. Very inspiring, but also teaching you lessons, specific things that you can say. So anyway, um, thank you, MM Nation, for listening. And um, if you like it, make sure you leave an iTunes review. That is really important, not just a Facebook review, an iTunes review. Please do me a favor. If you love the show, do that. It'll take one or two minutes. Leave a quick review, a rating and a review. Very simple. You can use it on a computer or on your phone. And uh, if you have a... Android, then use up, leave a uh, review on Stitcher. And lastly, I just want to thank you for listening. You know, we've just hit, we hit over 100 episodes. We're on 126 six right now. I just love doing what I'm doing. I'll thank you for listening. Thank you for being a network marketing professional. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 